everybody. My name is Zach Boyda. And I'm Zach Davis, but I'll go by Zacho. And we welcome you back to the EC Squared podcast. So this is our second episode now. And before we get into everything, we do want to say a couple of thank yous. Um, we want to say thank you to Jim Winters, who is a wonderful man who is able to help us. And he edited the podcast so I could put it out and submit it. Um, and then we also want to say thank you to Ian Jim Rosie for doing the amazing logo that we have now. If you guys need any logos or anything like that, any graphic design, you can hit him up. Um, I'll tag him in the Facebook posts that I make about this podcast. And I'm ready to get this going. You ready, Zarko? Let's do it. All right. So this episode, we're going from three topics to two. So we're going to just talk about Endgame, what our thoughts are. I have a theory that I think is potentially going to happen. Um, it could. It I'm, could. It very well could. It's, it's yeah. an interesting way to go about it. I'm not sure that it's going to happen that way, but it's, it's interesting. And then... We are also going to talk about our power rankings for the MLB season so far. And for reference, it is Friday, April 19th. So it, this hopefully this will come out sometime next week. But the power rankings and standings and everything we're saying are based off of what we're seeing as of right now. Yeah, and all teams are only about 15 to 19 games in, 15 to 20. So it's like it's so early in the season that you don't really know everything about what a team's going to be. Yeah. All right. So let's go with Endgame starting off right away. Do you want to start off or do you want me to just go straight into my theory? Uh, you actually have a theory. I just kind of have what I want to see. So let's go into your theory because I think it's very interesting. All right. So... If you guys don't know, I mean, we're both big on Marvel and movies. I mean, I'm sure you guys could mm-hmm. easily figure that out. But um, love them so good. Yeah. So the latest Marvel movie before this was Infinity War, and the way that Infinity War spoiler ended, spoiler warning right here right now. Yes. Spoiler. If you haven't seen spoiler. it, you're probably one of a thousand people. Yeah, that in this entire world that's not seen it, but go watch it. Come on. So spoiler, because the I mean this is a huge spoiler. We do want to say this, like, because for Infinity War, it's a huge spoiler. We have to say it in order to talk about Endgame. Um. So the end of Infinity War, like the main story is Thanos, who is what is Thanos exactly? Titan, I think, is is the race. Uh. But so he's the he's big bad of the whole tiny, thing. He's controlling all the strings, pretty much. Yeah. He's this mastermind behind everything, and he has this gauntlet, which help, holds Infinity Stones. And when you get yes. all five Infinity Stones... Six. Six Infinity Six. If you get... Sorry. I always mess that up. Uh, <laughs> when you get all six Infinity Stones at the snap of your fingers, you turn half the population of the world into dust. Well, and it's not so, that that's exactly what always happens, but with all six and with the power of all six, you can do basically whatever you yeah. want. 
you've got pretty much infinite power. And so Thanos decides to kill off half of humanity because he believes that there's overpopulation based on resources. And he thinks that like he's always thought that like there's flashbacks in Infinity War where he goes and kills into villages and kills off what he says is dead waste and everything where he just wants to get rid of people. Yeah, which if you think about it is really just a flawed concept because if you're really trying to save everybody, why not just double everything? You could just double all the resources and everybody would be just fine. Yeah. So, but I think that goes into the psychological, you know, Thanos like issues yeah. of Thanos. So he's kind of he's psychotic. So it's like, I think that in a lot of ways he just always goes to the negative. Like everybody is, or a lot of people in humanity are worthless. So why not just get rid yeah. of them? So he gets all six Infinity Gauntlets or Infinity Stones. Stones. Sorry, he gets yeah. them all in this gauntlet. And the last five minutes of Infinity War, he snapped his snapped his finger, and everybody just started turning to dust. And yeah, except for pretty much all the first Avengers, because that's how you want it to end. Yeah, basically. And so, plot devices. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty then. It was not expecting that. <laughs> so just calling out marvel for i or just like you know being predictable i guess you know it's a movie so you know you got to have all the ogs yeah. in there so most of the avengers and people who are helping fight thanos turn to dust and everything so the main thing that everybody thinks is everybody's dead he legitimately killed half the world population. And a end credit scene in Infinity War was... Did you say for the end credit scene, Zacho? And do you remember it? I don't know if I remember it, please. So the me. end credit... So all Marvel movies and everything have a end credit scene. The end credit scene in... Wait, was yeah. it the Nick Fury one? So, Nick Fury, yeah, the man okay. who started Avengers, formed them. He was paging Captain Marvel, and as he's in the midst of paging Captain Marvel in the end scene, in the credit after credit scene in Infinity War, he turns to dust, and that's that. So he was on the half of the population at the end. And we've seen her in trailers too. She showed up in one of the trailers. So in the trailer and actually the end scene of captain marvel um spoiler if you haven't seen captain marvel yet you should see it it's really good yes the end scene is captain if i'm not mistaken this is what the end scene was captain marvel Mm -hmm. came up to um captain america yeah she shows up at like the avengers hideout pretty much yeah, and goes, where's Fury? Mm-hmm. And that's that. That's the end of that. That's all. So we all know that Captain Marvel ended up give it, getting the page from Nick Fury and is there to fight Thanos once again with the Avengers. Yeah, and if you think about it, she because this whole snap that killed half of everything can, uh, occurred all around the universe, so she probably 
experienced some death of people around her if she was around any living life wherever she was. So she probably has no clue why that happened, but noticed that it happened and assumes that probably she could figure out from Fury because he paged her. Yeah. And my theory in all of this is in the trailer, all the remaining Avengers are in suits, like all in the same suits, and that's not like the Avengers at all. They're usually in their own yeah. suits and everything. That's one thing I noticed. I thought it was very strange when so I saw it. So they're all in this suit, and as a Marvel movie enthusiast and junkie in, in myself, I recognize the suits as suits that they had in Ant-Man, and those suits they were able to go into the quantum realm with when they had those suits on. So or just yeah. shrink, yeah. And I my theory is that everybody turned to dust, but nobody died. They turned to dust because they all ended up going into the quantum realm and got put down so small that they turned to the size of dust and went into the quantum realm. So that's my theory is that's why all the Avengers were in those suits and that's where they're going in that trailer scene. Yeah, I I think that it's an interesting concept. I kind of like the idea, but also I think it's a little um un unrealistic to I think is what is going to happen. I think that they're all actually dead. I don't think they would have used the Ooh. the imagery of them turning to dust if they had just shrunken down. I feel like they all would have just like disappeared out of nowhere and just like maybe made some sort of like shrinking down sort of uh cgi effect like they did in all the ant-man movies but i feel like the turning to dust really does signify that they are dead or they have gone somewhere kind of like farther away they're they're maybe alive but i don't think they're in the quantum realm okay so we got different opinions on this so, I mean, I I just want to, like, the fan and the movie, like, enthusiast in me saw Ant-Man going to the Avengers hideout, wherever Captain America and them all are, and he's just ringing at the door of that, saying, like, talking to Captain America, saying, Hey, do you remember me from Germany, correct? That's where... Yeah, it was Germany. Yeah, like, remember me from Germany and everything? And he has the van that the Quantum Realm machine is in. Mm -hmm. So that's why I believe that they're going to go and they're all going to go into the Quantum Realm. See, I... Hmm. I think that the quantum realm theory is is good and all right, like I like I said a little while ago. But also, I feel like the quantum realm would just be a really easy cop out for them to make sure that everybody survived. And I feel like for Infinity War and for Endgame to turn out like we want them to and ha make them be good movies, somebody has to die. No way that everybody I mean, can survive. And I guess they could yeah. just come back and then fight Thanos and then be killed. But I don't think that's how it's going to go. I don't. I, so I'll reiterate. I don't think that that's how that's going to go. They just go and get everybody, and then they all fight Thanos. That's not how I think it's going to play out. How I think it's mm -hmm. going to play out is 
one or two of them go and distract Thanos because, I mean, Thanos does have all Infinity Stones still. He's, like, right? Or did they break? Uh, I think he still has them. God, I haven't seen that movie in such a long time. Yeah. I think I'm going to watch it at some point before the next movie because I need to see it again. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously watching Infinity War yeah. before I go see Endgame. But I feel like one of one or two of them, and my opinion, I think Iron Man and Captain Marvel are going to go fight Thanos. I think that Captain Marvel is definitely going to be and involved. I think that almost everybody that survives is going to go fight Thanos directly. Because they all have see, something yeah, to fight and, for. Exactly, and I think that everybody at some point all are going to fight Thanos, but I think Iron Man is dying in Endgame, and I think he's going to die while him and one other person are or however many people are fighting Thanos and the other people are in the quantum realm getting everybody out. That's how I think, and like how you said, somebody's going to die. I, that's who I think is going to die and how they're going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. So I was just thinking about it, and obviously if you're watching the trailer, Hello? Here, staticky? Wait, wait you're, you're cutting out really bad. Okay. Uh, but so I was just thinking about it and obviously You're, we have yeah, figured it's out stati- that it's staticky from out. trailers, which I don't know if you, have you watched any trailers? I watched right, pretty not. much all of them. Uh, but we see that Hawkeye has turned into his alter ego in comics, which I think his name is Ronan and he's got a sword now. But I think that obviously it seems yeah, like at least someone in his, uh, man, police sirens are going off by your place, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. He lives in the ghetto. Yeah, I have the window open at my place. It's too nice for me not to have the window open. Sorry about the background noise or anything, guys. Like, Mm. um, Arizona, it's okay. It's not that. I mean, fake Chicagoan. It's it's not that bad. It's just. I am like you don't on you route hate it to a hospital as well and everything like from the University of Arizona. But you always you always hate when you come back, bro, because it's not it's and not. And I have my window open right now. I mean, it, you know, cold balls here all the time. And, I'm not a you know, fake Chicago. Rains. I it's no. I I'll come back and visit. Like I just like the weather bro, here. Winter is not that bad. It's really not. I went outside when it was negative sixty here, bro. Come on. See, I, I've only came back. I've 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 came back to Chicago, like the Chicago area, once since I've been to Arizona. And the one time I came back, it was in the middle of winter and I was freezing. I know. I know it's not. I I, I know. I'm not saying that it's bad. I mean. The first couple days were horrendous for me. Like, because I got so used to the warm weather, I just had to get back to used to the colder weather. But around like the week, week and a half mark, I was back in my winter Illinoisian type 
myself where I was like not complaining about it being freezing because I'm used to it and everything. Okay, let's get back on topic. Uh, but so Hawkeye, yes. um, it seems like his his family has died or somebody in his family has died because he seemed like he retired for a little bit at least. Uh, and he's come back basically targeting Thanos himself, trying to get at him. So I think that he is going to be very heavily involved in this movie because he, I feel like, has a lot, not more motive, but a little bit of a more emotional, uh, like a little bit more of an emotional uh, reason or motive. I guess motives uh, to, to go at Thanos. Am I cutting out a lot still? Ooh, you, you're. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, not not cutting out, but like staticky. And like 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 we said in a previous podcast, we are still getting back and getting mics and everything and better. I'm trying to look for better Wi-Fi and everything yeah. here. And. Yeah, my Wi-Fi might not be great right now. I'm getting a better mic in the next couple of days. So bear with us for one more episode, and then the next episode, I promise we'll get all sorted out, and it'll run a lot smoother. I promise. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, do you have any other thoughts about Infinity War? I mean, the main ones that I always have thought is that Iron Man is dying, and. Captain America. No, I think it's just going to be Iron Man, and then they're all in a quantum realm. Those are like the two main thoughts that I've had. I thought that pretty much the majority of the main Avengers are going to die. Actually, I don't know if I would go with the majority. I think that at least the big ones, like obviously Iron Man, his contract is up, I want to say, after this movie. And he's been doing Iron Man for 11 years. So I think he's kind of done with it. So I think he's dying almost for sure. Captain America might die because I think he's a little over it as well. He's been doing it for eight years now, I think. Um, and I don't really know where everybody else stands. I don't know what's going to happen to Black Widow, really, at all, or Hulk. Uh, Rhodes might die. War Machine might die. Just because I feel like he's he's been around. He's an old character yeah. at this point. Uh, or he is an old character at this point. I think that also um, Don Cheadle is also a little old, so he might want to get a little uh get some other career moves going so sorry to steer someone off topic but i mean not really i'm talking about iron man and how you said that yeah um he's been doing it for a long time so as i've mentioned multiple times i and we both have i live in arizona now i take the bus to work sometimes <laughs> i took the bus this morning oh you and told me i did. kid you not guys there was there was this so if if you guys if you guys have it but Iron Man yeah. two the villain is his name is Ivan, and I kid you not guys, this man who sat on the bus like the seat next to mine like across the aisle looked exactly like Ivan like he looked just like the actor the only thing he was he just wasn't as like big, but like his face. His like hairdo he had, that, everything that makes me laugh. Looked like Ivan from uh, Iron Man too. That character has a specific look, and if you can emulate that, you're doing something either right. or I can't tell which. Yeah, I mean, it, like it was out like uncandied. Like the only thing that he just didn't have was like the build of him. Like I literally did a double take when I <laughs> saw him. Like 
I I was shocked. I was in shock. I was like, wow. Yeah. Oh, oh and I have some other stuff about Infinity War because I was just thinking about it. Um, so there's obviously the people that have been confirmed dead, which is so like Black Panther and uh, Spider-Man and stuff like that. And those two have been confirmed to have another movie in the works. So they're almost definitely surviving. And also, it's been confirmed that the Spider-Man movies are coming after Infinity War. So at least Spider-Man is getting, you know, unerased or unsnapped, whatever you want to call it. I think he's coming back. Black Panther is another movie, so he's obviously coming back. But that could potentially go before. All the people that died, I think one of the coolest characters that might survive is the Winter Soldier uh bucky he did die because of the snap but i feel like also his character is something cool that i think they could turn into a its own movie and also i think that it's not a movie yet does he he's obviously he's he was the main villain he's, he's been, in yeah in, yeah in, in, i mean yeah but like nothing like since he's joined the avengers no he's never had his own like avengers where he is an avenger and i think it would be interesting if um if Steve Rogers, Captain America died, would either Sam Wilson's Falcon or the Winter Soldier, which one would take over for him? Or would neither of them do it? Because that's always been kind of debate a debate that I've heard. A lot of people think that Bucky should take it. But Falcon is kind of, uh, I think he's kind of earned it a little bit as well. Yeah, so we're going to switch topics now. Um, we're on pace to keep around the... Uh, time that we wanted um so we're going to talk about mlb so far and like i said we are we are recording this on april 19th on a friday so and there are games still going on today that aren't affected in the standings that we'll talk about but obviously standings can change day to day and everything but this is just right now how we feel about the standings and then also i kind of want to do Let's talk about each of our own teams for a couple minutes. Just express how we th- how we thought their off season went, and how we think they're doing so far in the season. So I'll let you start off with start okay. off with your team. So which I'm a Cubs fan because I'm uh, you know I'm born and born and raised in the Chicago land area, so I got to root for my Cubbies. Uh, obviously, you grew up a Sox fan, so you, 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 you could you could you could root at the Sox, yeah, but the Sox also there's suck. Another, there's another there's another Chicago. Also, team. my whole family is a Cubs fan, so I grew up in a Cubs family. Okay, I'm just saying, Bro, Sox and Cubs. If my if my Pablo, who game is unfortunately not alive now, ever saw anybody in our family wearing a Sox hat, ooh, that's a big no no. Are you? All right, all right. Well, one, you did wear a Sox hat when yeah, because you we were baseball. forced to because the Sox so, yeah. sponsored our baseball team. Uh, or our baseball league, so I'm everybody was forced to wear socks gear that were just colored differently. <laughs> so, which that's some just bull crap. Why didn't the Cubs sponsor us? Uh, but so I'll talk about my Cubbies. I think our off season was awful. Yes. I think that our owners are cheap as fuck. <laughs> uh, ooh, ooh, mom, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry about that one. Uh, I think our owners. Say, say sorry. Say sorry to your aunt. Say sorry to your aunt. Sorry, Laura. Aunt Laura. Uh, <laughs> I think our I think our owners wow. are cheap, and they didn't want to spend any money, so we got like zero people. Our team is almost the exact same as what we had last year, so you know, we had a rough start. Although we have won seven of our last ten, and we are now 
an even nine and nine, which is uh, not exactly where I expected us to be. Hey, shut up. Uh, I'll, I'll clap it. Yeah, I'll, I can, I, I can honestly, hear that sarcasm in that no, clap, though. So No, 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 no. No, like, in all honesty, that was, like, a genuine, like, congratulations clap because – I honestly thought the Cubs were about to struggle and be bottom of the NL Central. We're still only we're still and fourth, so we're not exactly doing great. But we're only no, we're only one game behind the three Cardinals, so, and we're only two games out of yeah, first. So exactly, so that's what like it was a genuine clap because I thought you guys would have been tied with like the Reds or something like you guys were yeah. for a while and like be at the bottom of the division. Yeah. But was, so that was that was a genuine, but also some sarcastic. There was a little because you're a Dodgers fan, so you hate us. And yeah. we don't like you. We don't like you, so it's it's mutual. No, okay, okay. No, so since you brought the topic up, I don't hate the Cubs. I hate the bandwagon, like, obsession. I've been a Cubs ever since fans. they suck, bro. So you know, no, I know, you know. I know. No, I know. I know that you don't. I know your family all is. But there's people in the Illinois area, the Chicago area, oh, yeah. that that I know personally weren't Cubs fans. As long as they have said they have been, mm-hmm. yeah, I know that for sure. I call and those people out for the because it's yeah. I I know so many people. I, I don't exactly. It's I I mean I go to school every day and I see somebody wearing a Cubs shirt or like Cubs jersey, and especially back when like 2015 when they were like one of the like I think they were third in record uh, or something like that. And I I looked at somebody I'm like I saw you wearing a Cu- or a Sox jersey the other day. Get take that jersey off. That's fake. Uh, but you know, I think that, uh, we've had one of the best offenses since the start and it was a very promising opening, opening day. And then we lost six more. So it was, it was a little rough. We lost six straight right after opening day when we won, I think like seven to three with like three home runs. And it was, it was a great day and it was depressing, but we've come back. We were, we're building up. We had, our pitchers have been pitching pretty good as of recent. So if we could just keep like that the whole rest of the season, we could be really good. I have a lot of faith in my Cubbies. All right. So I'm going to talk, as we've mentioned, I'm a Dodgers fan. Um, the offseason, it was disappointing, but not at the same time for me as a Dodger fan. I want to say we lost Manny Machado, and in all honesty, I'm okay with it because Manny Machado was a one-year rental for us because Corey Seager mm-hmm. came back from Tommy John and Corey Seager. You guys no. didn't need him. And you really didn't. Corey, he played shortstop for us when Corey Seager tore his UCL. Or his, yeah, or tore, I don't know. He tore something and needed Tommy John. I'm not sure exactly what he tore. Yeah. And he needed Tommy John. And so it was a rental, had him playing shortstop. And then Manny Machado's primary position, which he is playing now with the Padres, is third base. We already have a all-star, like our all-star Justin Turner at that position. We did, we didn't need him there. So in all honesty, I'm 110% okay with the Dodgers not signing Machado again in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Um, the main thing And to all those Cubs people that were out there like, oh, we need Machado, we should get Machado. I disagree. 100%. <laughs> the one thing that I'm disappointed in that I thought was going to happen. And it was it's disappointment, but also excitement at the same time was not a player departure, but a manager p- departure. Our hitting coach, Turner Ward, left and got a contract with the Cincinnati Reds. And Turner Ward, as 
I just said is our hitting coach. He is one of a kind. I mean, he turned Yasiel Puig into being somebody who swings at balls in the dirt constantly to we need this man for Javi disciplined and he turned Justin Turner around like he changes people's batting approach like it's insane about the stories I've heard and how Turner Ward has turned the Dodger batters around um that his departure and then followed by Matt Kemp and Alex Wood and Yasiel Puig all getting traded to the Reds was disappointing, but I'm not upset with it because it's cleared up space to have an everyday outfield, which I believe the Dodgers not having last year hurt us, where we had rotational players in the outfield. Like every other day, it was a different outfield group. I like the group that we have now. and That's kind of what the Cubs have going on right now, and I'm not a huge... Exactly. Like, I'm... Right now, our main three is Cody Bellinger, Jack Pearson, and a second-year player, if I'm not mistaken, and Alex Verdugo. And my word, I, I mentioned this before we started the podcast, Cody Bellinger, the hottest batter in MLB right now. And the stats before it shows so before today's game cody bellinger was banned at 432 the highest in the major leagues he had 10 home runs which were tied for the lead as well in the majors he was his second he was second in the rbis behind christian yelich with 24 i mean the man is just outstanding like batting right now and i'm just excited to see him playing every day we need him to step up in the role that we need and I'm happy with the Dodgers start. I mean, opening day, I mean, I don't saw my tweets about the Dodgers going off for home runs and everything. The eight, the, I'm sure you saw all my tweets opening day about the Dodgers home runs and everything. The Dodgers, if you guys don't know. Yeah. Like our, our offense is amazing. Like the stats opening day. Um, we did set an MLB record with eight home runs on opening day. And it's just, the offense is just carried over. The offense is carried over throughout the whole season so far. And the only thing that we need is um, pitching, consistency pitching. Kershaw's just coming back and everything. He pitched a game against the Reds. He won, I think, five, five or six against the Reds. I'm not sh- entirely sure about that. I'm trying to find right now. Yeah, he went. Kershaw went seven innings. If he can get back to healthy, then you guys are going to be in a big exactly. Kershaw, spot. his first start in the majors against the Reds, he went seven innings, gave up two runs, struck out six, gave up five hits. I'm happy with that because with the way that the Dodgers offense yeah. usually is, that's a win automatically for Kershaw. Unfortunately, yeah, he didn't get the win that day. But for for both of our teams, we both have really dynamic offenses, uh, where we we score both a lot of runs. So I feel like we don't even need to have great defense. We would like to have great defense, but if our defense can just be solid and our pitching can just be solid, then we're gonna both have really good seasons this year. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like we just need pitching. And 
with that comes, I mean, time. I, I believe in Rick Honeycutt as the Dodgers pitching coach. And I, I'm not even, I'm blanking on the Cubs pitching coach. I usually. Pitching coach? Uh, oh, I know, but I can't I mean, think of his name right now. Basio, isn't it? Yeah, yeah Basio. So, I mean, right. Honeycutt and Basio, yeah. they're, they're both had this job for a reason. They'll for sure. Yeah, they're both great. And we've had Basio for so many years. I mean, he's he's a great pitcher. Yeah. So that's our takes on the our personal team. So let's get into power rankings quickly. Yeah. Um Yeah. And while you were talking, I've been writing down a little bit. All right. So uh, yes, go ahead I and guess start. All, do we just want to go one one do we want to do the, only the first fifteen? Because after 15? that it gets kinda sucky. I mean, it doesn't matter to me. I was thinking 10, 15. Here, let's just let's just go down the list and, you know, we'll just go down it. So for my number one, I got Houston. Because uh, they're really hot right now. I, I've always liked them, I think. I mean, I haven't liked them, but I, I think that they're a very strong team. Um, and I think they've been, you know, they, I think they, they had a yeah, slow did. start, didn't they? They, uh, oh, yeah. So I'm looking at it right now. They've won nine of their last ten, and they just lost a game. So I think that they're in a great position right now, and they're leading their division. So I, I like that right, a lot. I'm going the same league, different division. I'm going number one the Tampa Bay Rays. And I don't okay. think that the Rays are going to sustain this stability that they're at. Right now they're 14-6, and 7-3 in their last ten. They're on a two-game losing streak right now. And I like them because they got youth in – Dealing and mm-hmm. they have veterans and they have veterans that can hit. I'm gonna name one guy on there that I saw yesterday go off and I know he can go off for spurts. His name is Avisio Garcia. They got him in a, as a free agent. He played for the Sox, White Sox last year. Yeah, I was like, I know that yeah. name. Who's that? He played for the Sox last year. I saw a video yesterday. Avasil went five for five yesterday, I believe. Five for five or four for five. And one of his hits was a home run that in the ballpark of Tampa Bay, I can't think of the name, maybe Minimade, I'm not sure. But yeah, they know. the ballpark, you know how like they have like it's a dome and everything, Zacho. He mm. hit it a home run deep center over everything and into the cat like trap thing at the top like the rope to prevent anything from falling from the ceiling wait really? yeah like he nailed a home run Damn. all the way up there like obviously is a legit threat and their pitching is decent i mean they got Blake snow like i feel like the rays can make some damage if the red sox and yankees keep struggling in the east so yeah so i have them in okay two uh i you know, I'm a baseball fan in the sense that I'll keep up with my team and the teams in my division, and sometimes the Dodgers, just despite you, see if they lose. But I don't. <laughs> I'm really bad about following AL teams, but I see their record, and I haven't seen them up there in many years. So I I like where they're at. I think that, you know, with teams like them who are who are young, like you just described, I think you're right that it's hard for them to sustain that level of play for a whole season but i think they're off to a great start and they could finish on top of that division 
with a team who's struggling in the Red Sox and even the Yankees who are uh, injury plagued as of right My now. number two, I have you at number one. I have the Astros. Yeah, they started off slow, but I mean, I'm going to just make the shortest street. It's the Astros. Um, no, no, nothing else needs to be said. I mean, they're dominant Altuve, Bregman, Correa. Like, they're dominant. Easy number two right now for me. Number three, I mean, you're going to call this bias or something, but I got the Dodgers. Yeah, I mean, the Dodgers Dodgers are just, we went through a small little spell where we lost four or five straight, but we now are on a five-game winning streak where bats are alive. Pitching has been dominant. Um, Julio Urias last night struck out nine in six innings against the Brewers, giving up just one hit. I'm I'm always all in on my Dodgers and I'm all in right now. They got I have them at three. Yeah. Yeah, for so for three for me, I had the Mariners. Okay. Because for a while they were on top and they've taken a little bit of a skid right now, so they're uh I think they've dropped significantly. Uh but I I think that right now they're still in a good spot because I think they have talent and they can come back with this. And it's just baseball. You you lose games in big spurts. All the best teams do, but I have your Dodgers at four, so I somewhat agree with you. I think I think that considering how hot your guys' bats are, I'm yeah. Am I sounding fine? Am I? I'm cutting. I'm good now. Okay. Uh, but like I said, I have your Dodgers at four because uh, I think you guys have extremely hot bats, and if you guys can pitch and field, you're get, you guys are solid. It's the reason that you guys have been to the uh, World Series. Yeah, exactly. You can't bet against – I mean, granted, we didn't win the last two, but we made it to – Yeah, but you guys it. have gotten there, and you guys have played, played exactly. really strong I mean, the Astros two years ago, I'm going to say this, like – I going into it, that is the worst team I wanted to play, because the. When whenever I look at the AL, I see the Astros, and I'm scared for the Cubs if they ever get that far. Like I, I was scared of the Astros two years ago solely because of the purpose of the tragedies that happened in Houston that year, and mm-hmm. because I mean, you look at the Red Sox, they were amazing after the Boston Marathon bombing and everything. They brought that city yeah. together, and the players... They had to win for The players city. do it for the city more than ever. And that's why I was scared to play mm-hmm. the Astros. Once I saw the we were against the Astros, I was like, oh, crap. I was like, this is going to go to 6-7, and we're about to... It's going to be a great series. I mean, I always wish for a great series, but, like, I was very feeling it, like... I was nervous at against the Astros and nervous against the Red Sox. I mean, Red Sox pitching last year was just mm. outrageous. Yeah. Um, so my four, I have the Padres. I had the Padres. Okay. I mean, they're young. They got the number one farm system right now. They have Manny Machado, Eric Hosmer. I just feel like the Padres could get the number two seed in the NL West. I'm going to go quickly over to okay. five, and I say let's cut off at five. So just our top five. So okay. for five, 
I actually have the Milwaukee Brewers. I have the same. Uh, and the Brewers, I mean, we're playing the Brewers right now. We're in a series right now with them, the Dodgers are, and the Brewers are just – they kept – yeah, good. they kept the team that they had last year that went to the NL Central or the NL Championship Series against the Dodgers, and they lost to them. But they kept basically the same team. That bullpen of Josh Hader and – Mm-hmm. Corey Knable, like I have, I mean, of course I have the Dodgers game on in the background as we're recording this. Like just checking up on it. It's two two right now. Um, but okay. the Brewers brought in Josh Hader, so Dodgers aren't going to score for an inning or two, just because I mean Josh Hader is he's he's good he's really, really good. good. Josh Hader is unstoppable. Is he's literally almost unhittable yeah. at times. Um. Yeah. So I had the Brewers because Yelich is amazing. I don't know where this kid. Ca- he. I mean, he was with the Marlins. Yeah, he was years, with right? the Marlins. I had no clue. I had no clue what his name was until I heard that he was the guy that my Javi Baez was competing with for MVP. Yeah. Javi Baez. And this man is just putting on a show right now. He's so good. Yeah. He Christian Yelich hit a homer today. Two run homer in the. the how many is he at? Like twelve. He said now after this game he'll be at eleven, which would be he's leading. He's now leading the league in homers. He's now leading the league in RBIs. After once this game is over, um, wow, that he's at so good. Eleven I, I mean, right now, like this is as of right now this minute, like he's at eleven homers, twenty nine RBIs. The man is he's he's really good. There's nothing else. I I got to see yeah. him play four or five times in spring training. And I mean, even in spring training, the man is great. I actually got his, I don't know if I've told you, I got his autograph in spring training. Yeah. Oh, really? That's pretty, that's pretty cool. He's only a one home run ahead of your guy, Cody Bell. Yeah. That homer, that one home run was hit today against Cody. Well, not against Cody, but against the Dodgers. Yeah. But, and Bellinger leads the league in, in hits. And Rods. Uh, he's he leads the NL at least in RB or in uh, batting average. Yeah, he Actually, he leads the ML. Cody Bellinger leads yeah. in average the batting average, the runs, slugging, OPS, hits. Yeah, this man is just killing it right now. Holy shit! <laughs> nice catch. Um, but <laughs> I know my mom's listening, yeah, to this, I, so I gotta gotta watch out. Yeah, like I mean. Oh, my guy, Willie Contreras is up there in slugging percentage. Let's go. <laughs> and, I mean, Zacho and I, we're going to – I say we cut it here because, I mean, as my mom knows and everybody else knows, yeah. I could talk stats for days. Yeah. Oh, I do want to mention my Cubs. So my Cubs were not in my top five, but I have them sitting in a nice pretty <laughs> seven. Uh, Yeah, because – well, I mean, they're right now they're hot. And if they can – Keep this hot streak going. I we could take our division back. Even close to the top ten. What? I have I have them at like twelve. I disagree with that. I'm sorry, Zacho. I disagree with that. I, I they're they're hot right now, but they're hot the last four games. Like they've won four straight. I just I'm sorry, Zacho. Like you know what? I've never liked you. I, I I've always hated you. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
You always hate him. Man, I, I talked up your Dodgers. You know, you could at least, you know. Uh, no, I mean, <laughs> the, the Cubs are good right now. They, they are hot right this second. But, you know, seven might be pushing it a little power. bit, but I at least have them at like 10 is the lowest I'll go for them. Because I think that the if the power ranking wise, I don't see them in the top 10. Just because there's teams like, I mean, the Brewers, you have to consider the Pirates right now as well. The Indians, you have to consider up there. Indians are in my top 10. The, the Phillies, the Mets. In my top 10. Mets are not in my top 10. Like, I mean, there's just t- other teams that standing stat-wise and, like, overall, like, I mean, the Mets have bats, the Mets have pitching, the Cubs, I'm sorry, don't really have pitching. You know what? That, Our uh, pitching like, can be good, but we often have bad times. It, it can it can be good and it's great right now. Yeah. Your starters, like we talked about right before we started recording, um, we saw this stat: the Cubs starting pitchers in the last seven games have a one point two nine ERA. Yeah, and I mean it, that's just outstanding. I'm just the the pitching is what's saving them right now, and I don't have them in there because I don't see the pitching staying up to par with how they've been the last seven games. You know, I think that um, last year we had pretty much the same pitching staff, and we had the same pretty much the same pitching staff like two years ago. And two years ago, we were pretty pretty good with pitching. Last year we were awful. I will say it there. We were terrible. Uh, but like Hendricks, the other day he had eleven strikeouts, which I think is something that I mean, not every pitcher is going to throw out eleven strikeouts every game, but like I think that's something he's got the ability to do if he can just throw strikes. Quintana, I think, is a good pitcher if he can just throw strikes as well. Cole Hamels is doing really well right now. He's got three wins. Um, Lester is obviously our our leading man like he always is. He's always solid. So, you know, if we can just get our guys to pitch well consistently, I think that we can can really do stuff in our division and we can maybe – have a little bit of a playoff run this year like we did not have last year. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, like like we've said multiple It's times. so early, so exactly. it's like it doesn't really matter. It's early, so. None of this power rankings that we just made really mattered at all because we're, what, like 20 games in? Yeah, something like that. That's 140 games left, kids. Exactly. All right, so we are going to call it here. Um, we thank you once again, and before I sign off, I will be making a Twitter. Um, as of right now, follow us. Yes, as of right now, we only have a Instagram. It's Easy Squared Podcast, all spelled out. And then on Facebook, we have a Facebook page. You can try search Easy Squared Podcast. If you can't find it, you can just go on my Facebook. I've been posting all about it past couple of days. My Facebook is just Zach Boyda. Um, just go on, give us a like, give us feedback on everything. You can message the easy squared podcast from facebook or message myself personally on facebook and then instagram you could go and message that anytime comment whatever um thank you once again for listening and podcast give us ideas exactly we we're open to talk about anything like we will literally do whatever that we can on any podcast just give us ideas of what you guys would appreciate and what you guys would listen to this podcast is all about you guys listening to us talk and you know we love to talk about stuff that you want us to talk about so you know if you can give us good ideas we'll talk about it all right so thank you guys so much hopefully this will be up 
and on Monday. April, Monday is when we're posting them, right? Yeah, hopefully as long as everything with editing and whatnot goes correct. So Monday, April 22nd or Tuesday, April 23rd, this podcast will be up. And like we've said, hopefully every week and hopefully every Monday, there'll be one up. Um, once again, thank you so much for listening. Um, give us feedback, follow all our social medias. And once I make that Twitter, I'll post all about it on the Facebook and Instagram.